What is he talking about? He's talking about the physical and the spiritual. He's talking about the physical in the sense that we are to give not only money, but of ourselves. Matter of fact, if you get those things out of order, you find yourself in trouble spiritually. You see, God's more interested in you than he is your pocketbook. He's more interested in you than he is your wallet. See, if we give ourselves, if when it's time to give in the offering and we put ourselves in the offering, we have no problem putting in our tithe and our missions and our offering. Because we've already given of ourselves. If we've given of ourselves, we have no problem giving of our time. You see, there are there are different things that we can give, isn't there? Number one, we can give of our time. Time is a precious commodity. Because we only have so much of it. You see, you can work your entire life. I mean, you can work from when you were young and all the way until you're retired, and you can't gain any more time than somebody that can. Time's a precious commodity. We're all only giving 24 hours to the day. And in that 24 hours, it's like a pie, right? You've got to split that pie up, and you've got to sleep, and you've got to eat, and you've got to work, and you've got all these different things that are vying for your time. I mean, so many things are they're trying to get your time. There's two groups of people really in the world. I'll say three groups of people. People that don't know how to say yes and they're selfish. People that don't know how to say no when their time is consumed. And people that are balanced. Where do we need to be? Obviously, we need to be in a balance, a balanced family. I tell you, some of you in here, you, you need to learn the word no. No. Sorry, can't do it. No. Can you do this? No. Isn't it amazing? I, I find it hilarious. How many friends you get when you buy a truck? <laughs> Anybody ever notice that? I mean, I mean, almost about everybody in here owns a truck. I mean, isn't it, isn't it amazing? Oh, hey, I need to, I need to borrow your truck. Hey, I need to, you know, Kyle tells me, Kyle says, yeah, you never wanted to borrow my car. So I need your truck. Your car, I can't, I can't put nothing in your car. Now I'm going to get him over. My king's on that title too, buddy. That's my truck. <laughs> so, but you, and sometimes you say, okay, yeah, well, I need to, yeah, well, yeah, we want to say yes to everybody. But sometimes that 24 hours, this is what we do. It doesn't really do this, but it shrinks, doesn't it? It gets smaller, it's smaller. Because every time you give time in one place, it takes away from another. You know, if you read uh, missionary stories or if you read uh, preachers of old, I, I just absolutely love to read people like George Mueller. George Mueller was an absolute prayer warrior. And because he didn't want to take time from his orphanages and because he didn't want to take time from his ministry and because he knew the importance of prayer, what he did was he sacrificed his sleep so that he could pray more. He sacrificed his time 
often time to uh, to eat so that he could pray more. Four, five, sometimes six hours a day. He would pray. Well, I don't have that kind of time, preacher. Yeah, well, we don't have that kind of time because we've taken our time and split it up in different ways. I challenge you to, to, to go home today and, and make a chart, make a circle, and then split that up and where you spend your time. What portions it would look like. And then when you're done, be honest. Nobody's watching. I mean, it's just you, you and the Lord. Be honest with yourself. And, and when you get done with it, look at that thing and, and notice how much time is spent spiritually. You see, we say that reading our Bibles is important. I don't think anybody in here is afraid. We say that prayer is important, and I don't think anybody in here would disagree with that. We say that witnessing to people is important. We say that church is important. So these spiritual things, we say they're important. But how much of the pie, how much of that time, how much of that 24 hours do those things take up? You see, you're spending your time somewhere. They understand for drive back to work. I'm not talking about quitting your job. I'm not talking about stopping working. You gotta work. Some things are set in stone, and some things aren't. How much you work is generally set in stone. How much you watch TV is not. And by the way, how much you sleep isn't necessarily either. Did you know that some people it's it's it's, it's medically proven. Some people require more sleep than others. Some people can sleep four hours and be good. Some people have to have eight. You know your body, right? I'm serious. I, if you think about this time, you've got to figure out where you're spending your time and where you can, if you don't have enough time to pray, if you don't have enough time to read your Bible, if you don't have enough time to go to church, if all these things are hindered spiritually in your life, then you are going to suffer for it spiritually. So you have to rearrange your time. That's all there is to it. You know what I think? I make time for things that are important. Don't you? Things that are important, I make time. My family is important to me, so I make time for my family. Reading. And it may not be important to you, but man, it is important. So what do I do? I make time to read. I will often sit up with my family. They'll all go to bed, and I'm one of those guys that don't require any sleep. And I'll sit in my chair. Matter of fact, when we had our house built, our room, we have this side of the room, and then we've got this side of the room. It's got a recliner in it. It's got can lights. I had them put in specifically with a dimmer so that while Wendy's sleeping, I can, I can dim the light, and I can still, still read. I, I'll read into the night. I just have but I make time for it. You know why? Because it's important to me. And we have got to be able to give of our time. We've got to be able to give of our treasure. God has blessed us. I mean, God has richly blessed us. You see, often we think that we don't have all that much. And maybe in, maybe in comparison to your neighbor, 
or maybe in comparison to somebody that you know you might not have much. But when missionaries are sending letters saying that we were able to have luxuries and one of those luxuries was windows, we tell you something, you're blessed. Yeah, but I only make, no, no, you're, you're looking at it the wrong way. You're looking at it in the wrong direction. You know, so often in America, we are so overwhelmed with having that we are so in debt in our country and in our homes because we want, want, want because we think we deserve more than we do. By the way, most of us, I won't say all, but most of us have been guilty of something. Mom and Dad, 50 years of accumulated things. We're married a month, and we think we should have 50 years of accumulation that mom and dad have. And by the way, we're living in a country where you can make that possible. I've got to get credit cards. And this idea, I've made my children so afraid of credit cards. I mean, they're petrified. Petrified. Good. Good. Because most of us, me included, can't use credit, credit cards properly. Do you know there's a proper way to use credit cards? My daddy does it. I'm telling you, they hate my dad. They can't stand him. I mean, he flies everywhere for free. He stays in motels for free. I mean, every, I mean he's got all these cards, and he pays them off every single month. I mean, but most, most of us aren't capable of doing that. And so guess what happens? You, you accumulate, you accumulate, you accumulate, and then guess what? You've got to pay. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? You buy something, you don't pay for it, then they make you pay for it. That's strange. But guess what? They don't just make you pay for it. You've got to pay interest on it. Sometimes it is. Right? Me, me, me. Wah, wah, wah. I have to have. We're a lot of us are and have grown up like we've got to have this and I've got to have that. Well, you don't have the money for it. Oh, yes, I do. We pull out the card and no, really, you don't. I talk to some of my children. children, Just because you have a debit card doesn't mean you have. You have. But people ain't got that figured out. Just because you have checks in your checkbook don't mean you have money. Those checks that you don't have money are made of rubber. It's bounce. And then you're in trouble, right? You've got to be careful with your treasure. You've got to be careful where you give your money. You've got to pay your bills. You've got to. I mean, it's a mom. So you don't pay your bills, you're in trouble. you got to give. You know, let, me tell you what, let me tell you something about giving of our treasure. God is not looking for your leftovers. God is looking for your first fruits. And let me tell you, let me let me give you a little secret if you don't know this already. God's not saying, because um, Joe doesn't get this dollar this week, I'm in trouble. God's not saying that. Or fill your blank name, or all of our names together. Because you see, God owns the cattle on a thousand hills, and he owns the hills to boot. God doesn't need your money. What does God want? God wants your heart. God wants you. And when God has you, 
that when God has your heart, then he has every part of you. He has everything you own. You realize that you are blessed. And a blessed person is willing and ready to give back. And that first fruit, let me tell you what that first fruit is. That first fruit is the heart. My preacher taught me this years and years ago. He said, I figured this out through my life. God will help you pay J.C. Penny, but J.C. Penny will never help you. What was his point? His point is, we give God our first fruits, not God our leftovers. After we pay all this, and after we pay all this, and, and then, oh, well, I don't have anything left this month, so I'm not going to give anything. Or, or I have, you know, $7.62 this month, and so I'll be able to give that. No. No, we give God our first fruits. Because we're saying, God, you're more important to me than anything else. Now, where does that first fruit go? Well, the Bible's clear on that. First fruits ought to go to the, go, go to the, to the church. You ought to go to the storehouse. I believe in, and I believe God believes in, and teaches the local New Testament church. Is it wrong to give the charity? No. No, absolutely not. And if there are good things, I remember when I was in, 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 um, in the military. Of course, I wasn't saved, but I gave to charity. I gave to uh, Make-A-Wish. You ever heard of that foundation? Make-A-Wish. I love giving. I love communicating back and forth to, with, these, uh, with these kids and these, these um, uh, you know, older people that, that, that had one, you know, they're, they're terminal. And they had one thing that they could do, one thing that they could do left. Now, well, I gave actually gave quite a bit of money to that because it just just pulled on my heartstrings. Nothing wrong with giving. Be careful where you give. Some places are just money makers. Some places are frauds. Some places, boy, you give you know a hundred dollars and fifty-seven of it goes to administration. You know, you got to be careful where you give. But when I get a phone call, you ever get them? Used to be just on your home phone. We got rid of our home phone. We have a number. So if you call that number, you would never reach us because we do not have a physical phone. So got rid of that. So guess what? They figured out how to call your number. Cell phone number. Now let me tell you what else they figured out. They're smart, by the way. They know what to do. So used to be, it would come in and it would say some out of town. You know, like, I don't know that person. I'm out of my context. Now they use our area code. So as a pastor, I'm thinking to myself, well, I don't want to somebody from here. Answer it almost always. It's always almost it's always something about it's always something about my my warranty on the car I don't own it. Or somebody that wants something. Right? I mean, that's basically what it is. And here's what I do. I'm I'm a policy guy. I like policy. Because when there's a policy in place, I'm able to say, yeah, that's what the policy says. Matter of fact, I was just I just talked to somebody just the other day. And we were talking about church, we were talking about something, and they asked me a question. I said, Yeah, you know, before I ever got here, pop this policy was put in place. And it just helps me. It's just easier for me. When people call, we support the Mana House, we recommend them to the man. When people call and ask me, this is my policy. It's always been my policy. I give to church. I give to my church. 
Well, church isn't a charity. It's a 5013C, and that's a charity. Well, what about humanitarian? I support missions. Let me tell you something. They're not only winning the Christ, they're feeding them. They're building churches. They're building homes. I, I give to mission. I'm not saying you can't give to charity. I'm just telling you where we ought to be giving, the most important place we ought to be giving is our tithe and our offerings. And they go to the church. Give and it shall be given to you. He says, listen, you want it to come back big, then give big. You want it to come back, the blessings to come back small, then give small. Be not deceived. Galatians 6, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Right? Now, that's uh, in a couple contexts. You, you look at the life of David. David and Bathsheba. You look at that scenario there, and David sowed the wind, he reaped the whirlwind. He sowed in, in, the, in the life of Bathsheba uh, and Uriah, and boy, he, he reaped it with Absalom and his family. So we know it's that way as well. But here we're looking at this. You, you want to be blessed much, then give much. Have you figured this out? I know it's a I know it's said it's probably overused, but it's so true. You cannot give God. You ever figure that part out? You cannot give God. There are things that I have given to that I've regretted. There are people that I have given to that I regret. I have never one time regretted giving my time. I've never one time regretted giving my missions. Giving to a project. Giving to a missionary. I've never regretted that in my entire life. In my whole time of giving, people look at you cross eyed. Sometimes even your family will look at you cross eyed. I get it. I get it. You, 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 you give, but you have to be so fanatical. I mean, every single week, every single month, you're going to give this and missions. You're going to give this and to the pro this project. You're going to give this and the people. Let me tell you something. The world doesn't understand. And when we give, and I don't want to tell you, get to bless you. When we give, we've got to give. Well, listen, let me give you three things. I'm going to give to you real quick. Number one, we need to give purposefully. I mean, on purpose. You don't accidentally give. You need to give on purpose and with purpose. 2 Corinthians 9 and verse number 7. We need to not only give purposely, we need to give plentifully. 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 6. Give plentifully. Well, I'm telling you, every time we, we've got this new, this new thing that we've got to do. It's called Ian's College. <laughs> it's an interesting thing. I don't know if you know this, but private colleges are that more than And private colleges don't take as many scholarships as public colleges. And when you don't stay in your home state, you miss that scholarship too. So she's in West Virginia. Where is she supposed to be? And we're paying her school fees. And I'm telling you, there are times. Since she's been in school, I'm thinking to myself, how in the world are we going to come up with this? 
You can get loans. You can do. I don't want to get no loans. If we got loans, we wouldn't get them for her. We'd get them for us. But we, you know what? We haven't had to yet. I'm telling you, it's absolutely my. I don't have enough time this morning to tell you how God is just blessed through our church. Our church does that matching that they do every semester. There are some of you. I don't know who you are. Just you've given anonymously, but you you've given to that just out of the blue. The people have given. Wendy's got a, a a place where she's selling stuff, and she she set this thing up just for Anna's college, just for everything that comes in there goes towards Anna's college. I'm not telling you this for any other reason than, than to tell you that we're blessed. But people have given us stuff to put in there. I'm convinced some of you are in there going in there buying stuff you don't even need. Because the money just keeps coming in. And man, every time the bill is due, we have it. It takes something, church. I'm I'm afraid not to. I'm afraid. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know exactly what would happen. I'm just telling you, I have no problem. And we should have no problem giving to the church and when there's a need to be able to give. I don't need to tell you this. Because we are a giving church. And you are a giving people. I'm just telling you, we need to not forget that. That we have plenty and we ought to give plenty. And then we ought to give positive. You know what God loves? Cheerful. Cheerful. You know what cheerful giver is? You know that word cheerful means it literally means hilarious. <laughs> it's time to give yay. I'm so excited. You don't hear that a lot, do you? Offer it. Then you just take one off my side. You do that every week? Which, by the way, so if you didn't give, make sure you get back there and put, put it in the uh, but uh, get, you know, we get so, I mean, the offering plate comes around and we're like, mm, I don't want to give the offering plate. Listen, I guarantee you, 90% of you in here have part of our stuff somewhere. In a wallet, in a purse, in your sock, wherever you got it, I guarantee you, we've got it. And you say, well, $100 is not much. Really? Tell you the truth, $100 is not, not a bunch. You compare what are you comparing it to? Because you're comparing it to places overseas where $30 a month is their wages? $100 a month. You're blessed. And what an opportunity to be able to give that to, to the church or to missions or to, to somebody that's in need and to be able to. To me, I think that giving is a little greedy. You think that would be the opposite? But I think it's a when I give makes me feel good. When I'm able to help somebody, it makes me feel good. When I'm able to do for somebody else, I don't know if there's some endorphins that are released or whatever it is, but man, it just absolutely makes you feel better to be able to help somebody. If you're giving your tithe every week and you're just doing it grudgingly or of necessity, there's a problem spiritually. There's a problem with your heart. 
Why? Because God loveth a cheerful gift. And it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto you. You understand that? When it's given back, it, it's filled up, and then it's pressed down, and then it's given. I'm stuck on Parker's. You ever go to Parker's get a drink? I want every bit I can get shaken. Because the ice cream, you shake it. You guys are act pious. You know exactly what I'm talking about, because you get a do. And you shake it down so you can get more of the drink in there. Let me tell you something. God wants to put it in there. He wants to pack it down. He wants to shake you in your life because he wants to give you more. And then if you put too much in, guess what happens? It runs over. Let me tell you something about running over giving. You know what it does? It begins to affect you. Isn't that the cool thing? If you run over a drink, guess what happens? You, anything that's around it gets wet. You have to get out of napkin. You gotta, you gotta wipe it all down. Why? Because it begins to affect the thing. Waitress ever dropped something on your table? And everybody goes, shoo, and shoots up. Because, why? Because everything that falls, falls all over everybody else. Your gift. God can bless you. It can run over. You can't do it. You see, it's not just about you. It's not just about me. It's not just about us. It's about whether God has your gift. Give me promise missions coming up. When the faith promise missions comes around and we fill that out, it's got to be your heart. With the tithe every week comes around, does God have your heart? That's the question. And if He does, it's okay. He wants it. He wants it more than as far as we're heads are bowed this morning, your eyes are closed. We are free, free to give. Free to give to the Lord Jesus Christ. Free to give to our church. Free to give to missions. Free. It's up to you. It's your decision. Who twists you up? Who makes you? Matter of fact, if, if you're part of Raven Baptist Temple, you know good and well that in a, in a 12 month period, you may hear two messages on gift. Maybe. Why? Because I know you get it. I know you understand it. But I want to remind you, pray, 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 pray. It's the end of the month. We're going to take up our faith promise. Lord, this is what Paul said, Lord, what would thou have me to do? What would thou have me to do? What would the Lord have me to do? Maybe you're here this morning, you've never been saved, you've never placed your faith and trust in Christ, that can I encourage you this morning? Put your faith in Christ. He died for you. He was buried. He rose again the third day for you. Jesus at the right hand of the Father. He was interceding for you. Place your faith and trust in Him. You won't be sorry. And if you're a Christian, you know Christ is your Savior. That's the happy part. That's what He wants. That's what He's seeking. That relationship with you. Let's stand together, hip out, eyes closed, and gonna play this morning an invitation. I'm gonna invite you to come right there to see us. Do business with God. God spoke to your heart. Hey, 
the Holy Spirit is dealing with you about the subject of giving or about the subject of, of growing. God's speaking to your heart. Do business with him. Don't hesitate. Don't procrastinate. Don't put it off. In dealing with him. Get it settled with him. Here you go. Whatever reason this morning. In a place. 